every single time. Okay, I was I scared. I thought somebody else joined. No, I know it's that like, get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no one else at the there's no one else at the uh the roll anyway. Nah, he's, Eddie. Does he hit, does he still have? No, it? Nick, I take it off okay, right after I was about the podcast. Eddie come in here and just knew, say the n-word. Like, before we knew that's, uh, our new, that's our new speed run for saying the n-word on a podcast. Before we knew Florencio was gonna be like a mainstay, he I like I took it off of him too. <laughs> Damn, dude, that's like, so that messed quick, up. Dude. Bro. Oh on, no, bro. that's why. I mean, bro, I put it on after. I was like, yeah, no, you know what? Keep coming. Yeah, when you realize you've made the mistake. Welcome, everyone, to the Mad Therapy Podcast. I'm your co-host, Florencio, who shouldn't be talking first. And I'm also joined by (laughs) Johan and Nasir. Damn, my whole fucking government? This nigga talks. Delete. 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 Yeah, bro. bro. I'm gonna I'm say redacted. Like, the, yeah, the... you got to put the redacted sound. Oh, bro, it's because this guy, this guy's legal name is too gangster to be a real legal name. I don't even consider that bro, his legal name. He's gonna no, be like your a name is, or Jackson. Your name so. is like sick enough that like if someone like if you were to tell someone your name, they'd be like, nah, okay, stop kidding. Like, what's your actual name, bro? I was like, bullied for this shit. Yeah, <laughs> niggas be like NASCAR oh. driver, NASCAR driver. Oh, that's crazy. oh my god, no, that's terrible. imagine that's imagine horrible. being in high school. Imagine being in high school, right? And and like niggas who are taking Spanish classes for the first time and being like, oh, the J is like not pronounced like that. Do you say like with like a Jota? That it's like, like, oh, yeah, so, your name, so your name's Hohan, and then like I had to deal with that for four years. Oh no, bro. I'll be yeah, looking up too. I'll be calling you. I'll be calling you Johan. No, no, but Johan's fine. It's because you were like Hohan, and I'm oh, like, all right, no. all right, bro. <laughs> It was it, it was funny the first time. <laughs> it was funny the first time. It's been three years. You can stop now. Oh <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, I know, bro. Like I got a little brother who first named Pablo, and like they won't shut the fuck up about Pablo Escobar, bro. So it's like when we that's... say it to him, he just like sighs and groans, and he hates it. Like he, that's you know, he, crazy. Should, he, he should just start swinging it. on it. Because when we were bro, when we were like young, young, like Pablo, the only Pablo we knew was fucking backyardigans, bro. Like, yeah, that's the one we always, I like that was funny though. Like that was like hi, yeah. like Pablo. Yeah. Like, wait, that's just fire though. But now My it's like had um, Pablo from the Backyardigans with the seven Chaos Emeralds. That was like his uh, Steam profile picture for the longest. <laughs> wow, wow. Okay, what, what are we talking about this week? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, it's, so, it's leaving this leaving this shit in there is like it's yeah, authentic. Of course, it's a natural, natural connection. Like you know, this, natural, this stays like, there. Yeah, this stays there, bro. All right, so we I believe we were talking about video game composers. Composers yeah, to I video mean, game soundtracks, arrangers, producers. Yeah, this won't be this won't be the only episode for this because there's like a lot of different like a lot of different like like things we can do for this. I feel um, like we're gonna revisit yeah. every three topics anyway, so yeah, we're, we're just gonna, talking about our favorites and appreciating the legend and yeah. the bed. I wanted to kind of go for some some that are a little more a little maybe it's like just slightly more out there or maybe known for some stuff but like have a bunch of other cool stuff. Yeah. Um, we're just gonna kind of do a couple each, like just one at a time, unless we're talking about like some greats or something like that. Like, yeah. nah, if you wanted to talk, you wanted to mention the greats. Well, do you want to do favorites or greats first? Uh, it's up to you. Should we get favorites out the way? Uh, what some what some about of our the favorites are greats. Yeah, some of, I mean, yeah, some of yeah. them. Some of them. I mean, they're all great to us, bro. I- I'll, say then, I'll say then. I'll say. Yo, Nas, hit hit me with one. 
Hit you with one? All right. Yeah. Let's you go first. talk about the man, Junior Nakano. This man Junior has Nakano. done Threads of Fate, which is one of my favorite games of all time. That's why and I thought it was familiar. Bunch of Konami shit. Uh, remixes for Final Fantasy X. Well, he was on the Final Fantasy X soundtrack. Mm. He's my favorite parts mm. of the soundtrack, actually. I will say that. Wow, Most people do recognize him from Final Fantasy X. Uh, he's done some shit for Final Fantasy thirteen. A lot of Square <laughs> shit. The City, of course. He's a big Square composer. He won't yeah. be the only Square composer today. Yeah. <laughs> remixes, remixes. He has a band camp filled with, like, some OG shit. He was on the SF5 Arcade Edition soundtrack. <laughs> was he? Uh, apparently, I'll, I'll keep keep going. I'll find out what song. Word. Um, yeah, but he has a lot of shit on Bandcamp. It's some uh, good original pieces. I really, really love this guy though, because all his shit is so like airy and cool, and you can recognize it immediately. So he's definitely one of my faves. I have a feeling I know what songs he did. He, he did two different songs. He did uh, was it nineteen? And 14, so that was... I cannot uh, see SF5 anywhere. He did the Thailand stage, Temple Hideout, which is a pretty good song. And for and Colin... I knew it. Hey. So you you said, you, you mentioned, like, his, his sound was, like, a very airy and, like, kind of out there, you know what I mean? Atmosphere. And I was like, damn, did he do Colin's theme then? And oh, sure enough, he did Colin's theme, which is exactly the type of thing. <laughs> I have to peep now. Dude, it's it's... It's very weird, especially compared to every other song that's in the soundtrack. Um, but it's it's one of those songs where I'm like, wow, this is like, huh? Like it, it's very different for Street Fighter Five. But I really, really like the song a lot. Um, I'll probably put it. Uh, you know what? That'll be the song I put for this section here, just for for him, because it, it's very like it 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 does a good job, kind of like. Ex- like be an example for what you're talking about. I'll, I'll cue it. I'll cue it in our own bot too here. See. Yo, uh, you got any more about him? Or? Yeah. Word. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's pretty much it. He doesn't have a whole bunch, but uh, I love the Threads of Fate mm. soundtrack or Do Prism, whichever title you prefer. It's one of my favorites. I think it's one of the best. Like, col- oh shit, I got scared. No, don't worry. That's <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I thought I DC'd. But uh, I think it's one of the best albums I've heard, period. So I gotta adjust my top yeah. 25. Threads of Fate is one of those games where it's like... <sighs> the game like, is so good, though. It, it's so good. it's weird, because like, the game is like... I feel like I see that game mentioned like a lot, like especially compared to a lot of other like more hidden gems on the PS1. But it's yeah. a game that like I feel like I haven't met any people in person who have played Threads of Fate. But, uh, but like I see it talked about a lot, which is so weird. I think it's one like, of like the earliest ARPGs. Well, not earliest, but like a very early ARPG. It's definitely one of those that are like like one of the best one of the best ones on the PS1. I'd say. Yeah. Mostly because I can't think of a lot that are on the PS1, but still like. Yeah, like when you break it down, there's really like what Brave Fencer Musashi. Is that an ARPG to you? I. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been like, there's barely other shit that, yeah. like. It was one of the qualified. first. It was definitely one of the first games, like, I, I like, I, uh, uh, downloaded through extra legal means on my PSP. Huh. Um, and I played it. So uh, you also played it on your PSP. Oh, hell yeah. Of course. <laughs> Double legal means put on the PlayStation Portable. Yeah, Shout out the ISO worry. converter. 
<laughs> oh, you ISO convert? Shout out ISO convert. I wanted the uh, I wanted the picture in the description. Understandable, understandable. Uh, Just in case the FBI raided my shit and they checked my PSP. Like I got this. Don't you worry. Um, yo, Florencio, who you got? Um, I mean, like, it seems like a lot of the soundtracks that I kept pulling up were kind of more like one-off type composers' works and things like that. So this one was really difficult for me. But off top, I gotta mention the boy Koji Kondo because I feel like everybody's familiar with his work, and it's probably the most universal as far as how many people are familiar with with his work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like. What I just love about what he does is that, you know, how, how he, like, intertwines melody, his understanding of melody. Um, I mean, obviously, right, like, everybody knows, or not everybody, but a lot of people know the famous story about how, you know, composing, like, the original Mario Bros. theme, that while making it, or in the process of making it, he would had to make sure that he could listen to it for, like, 10 hours on end, 12 hours on end, or whatever like that, and he could not get sick of it. Yeah. So just having that kind of dedication to writing something that was going to have that much appeal, and also the his mainstay throughout generations from going from eight eight bit sound palettes to the uh, greater sixteen bit sound palettes and things like that, and then moving all the way on to using the sample based sound engine of the Nintendo sixty four, and being a complete composer for most of the works of uh, Super Mario Brothers and Legend of Zelda all the way up to the N sixty four era. Uh, later on, right, like he you know he'd be part of teams and he would get like help and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But um, like just. You know, I mean, just, yeah, like, every everybody remembers, you know, Dar Dar Docs, or, uh, you know, a Saria song. Yeah, athletic theme. Or, uh, yeah, yeah athletic theme, right? You know, athletic theme, yeah. uh, what do you call it? The, uh, Yo- the Yoshi's Island soundtrack especially, I feel, is, like, one of his works that doesn't get as much appreciation in the musical sphere. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially, like, a lot of the things he was doing was just kind of the, like, I don't know, all the different, like, genre influences, and even even his game over sounds or hits, bro. Like, look, if you have, like, all these, like, up-and-coming, you know, like, uh, trap and hip-hop producers, like, looping your sound, your little soundbite sound effect type tracks, like, to make these, like, bangers, then it's like, you know you were, like, up to something at that time that, like, would later influence, like, everybody. You know, so I mean, I feel like I feel like his works are timeless, especially for the things he was doing on 64 is actually relevant now. I feel like a lot of people are uh, a little bit even higher on the nostalgia for that game. And I mean, they and, and not only that, but his work in that sense, well, that's going to get rearranged now that 64 is supposed to be getting a remake at some point, right? some point soon. So, you yeah, know, we're no, going I, to I more. agree with you that. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I feel like for that and the, the Zelda soundtracks, I mean, uh, he's a uh, great use of a call and response and atmosphere on the link to the past soundtrack as well you know just things that it's like uh you know um no matter how you limited him he got the musical ideas through and uh yeah i'll always uh, respect respect him for that and if i was trying to write a good melody i would just i would he would be one of the first people that i would be uh, transcribing yeah it's just trying it's- to Really interesting the way, like the way you were saying earlier like his music is like timeless and it's like you can listen to like you can listen to the original <clears throat> super mario bro soundtrack now and it just it feels so clean it feels so nice um and his music like you just see it just continue to evolve with every game like you get you get all the way to fucking mario 3 you get to mario you get world 
yeah mario world then you you and then mario galaxy like his music just kept yeah. going like even Star Fox 64 like he he was yeah, even Star Fox 64 yeah yeah he composed a bunch of stuff on odyssey as well like it's it's so nice like it's so like it's so clean like his he music doesn't miss magic yeah i don't i don't really think yeah i could think of like a bad soundtrack he's made they've all been fantastic it's yeah, nuts. Like gifted I, with Koji, magical fingers. Koji Kondo. Like, when, when you mentioned Koji Kondo, it's funny because, like, you say the name, it took me a second to remember who he was, and I'm like, how the fuck could I forget who Koji Kondo is? I One mean, of the most bro, when, you, when you don't speak the language, it's a little bit hard to keep track of all the names. It's... Uh, in my opinion, anyway. And especially yeah, all the bro. games you've played and all the games you've listened to. You yeah, know, like, racist. <laughs> no, I mean it's the same. It's the same problem I get. I, I get with like anime where I don't remember. There's a lot of anime characters I just can't remember their names because they're all in yeah. Japanese. And I'm like, fuck. I mean, um, yeah, you know, unless, unless you grew up in a Japanese neighborhood, it'll be like it'll be a little hard to keep track of all. Of them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I definitely think though, like Koji Kondo is like, if, if I gotta say, like one of the most important. Uh, composers like he would de- he would hundred percent be there. You know what I mean? Yeah, he like, definitely goes like, over that legendary sense of the uh, like uh, of that whole you know Japanese uh, video game composer scene. You yeah. could say because uh, Super Mario Bros was one of the first games to have music in it. Period. It's you know, like like uh, it, like, so like it was. And it's yeah, a because everybody was... knows everybody in their grandmother, yeah. bro. Like, there's definitely some yeah. people like on like the fucking like Magnavox Odyssey and stuff that like were incredibly important as well. But like, I I really feel like the the impact like Koji Kondo is up there with um like he's up there with with Uematsu and and just his importance to the entire like medium as a whole. Yeah. You know, also a lot of people forget he did a like in those early days he did Punch Out as well, and you know even the main uh, Punch Out theme like you take a listen to it and it feels like almost like a complete band performing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He was really really smart at working under limitations where I believe the limitations for the Nintendo for the original Nintendo was four voices at a time. So like for example, uh, Nas worked with the PO33, so he kind of has an idea how that works yeah. uh, with the whole four voices limit. So just he like knowing he had like those limitations. And then obviously the very simplified 8-bit synthesizer to like make that sort of thing where it sounds like a complete band almost going on. You know, there isn't really too many elements left out. Uh, you know, he gives the implication of chords and he gives the implication of just that, like that driving really fast bass line. And, you know, he put so much energy into his work where it needed energy and then other pieces were soft where they needed to be soft. He was just, I don't know, man, like a complete mastermind at uh, what he was tasked to do every single time. And he's still... Mm-hmm going at it to this day like obviously with other people now but it's just i don't know man i don't think that man will ever be put out of work you know and for good reason definitely definitely like his 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 like music will just the fuck his repertoire is crazy it'll just forever be like like there it'll, it'll always be like important like, especially like, through sampling today. too yeah, like, exactly. like I was mentioning earlier, because just the other day I saw people were already memeing the uh, WAP with uh, remixing it with Dire Dire Dogs, you know. So it's like <laughs> because uh, because of people like looping and sampling his stuff, uh, we'll, we'll always be reminded of who he is. I wouldn't be surprised if our kids like hear these crazy remixes or like these songs and everything like that. And we'll be like, oh, you know, that's a Koji Kodo track, you know. They or they'd be like, that's that meme song, uh, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, so wait, hold on. I'm gonna kick kick out rhythm because rhythm is like fucking up. Um, and welcome Groovy, <laughs> coming in instead. 
Damn. Bro took the Hawks away from Rhythm. Bro, Rhythm was like, I don't know what happened with him, bro. Um, but to then go on to mine, then one of mine, fucking, I gotta mention the boy, Kota Hoshino. Um, all right, I'll see y'all niggas later. That's crazy. <laughs> um, I mean, Kota Hoshino, he, he, if y'all know me, he was an early earlier composer for from software like when from software was like like was starting to like really getting get into the uh, ps1 era and everything so like the first game i think he made for the music he made for them was was for the first echo night on the ps1 um and kota hoshino has a very weird like composing style like and there was an early there was an early um uh interview with him uh, where he's just like, yeah, I don't know how to read music. I just kind of like do shit, and like it would. <laughs> and he's he make he's made the music for like every Armored Core game. Um, he's made the music and he made the music for the Core franchise. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it hurts, dude. Yeah. Um, he made the music for like That's Metal Wolf Chaos. Fucking, he made a bunch of music on uh, Mushihime Sama. Um. Uh, and more importantly, he made the music for both Evergrace and uh, Evergrace 2, other, otherwise known as uh, Forever Kingdom. And this man's music is just so weird. Like, I'd say the Armored Core stuff is a little more, a little more conventional, but like, it's just, it, it just sounds a little weird. Evergrace's soundtrack, Forever Kingdom soundtrack, it... it him saying, "Yeah, I don't know how to. I don't really know how to read music. I just kind of make shit. I just kind of put the shit together." Um, it's you can feel it <laughs> with Evergrace and Forever Kingdom. Yeah, um, I've played that music a bunch. I've showed both of you guys the music, and like I encourage anybody who listening to this who hasn't, um, who hasn't listened to it, like just go listen to Buying Goods at Palmyra, because this man just kind of puts things together. Uh, you know what I remember? You know what's actually kind of funny is that we could say that this man was a little bit of a pioneer of a... Or not essentially a pioneer, but it just reminds me a little bit of Echo Jams, kind of, which is, you know, considered the first Vaporwave album. Mm -hmm. In the sense that he did kind of mishmash a lot of these very, like, a lot of these samples that didn't really have, like, all the... It didn't have, like, a context together, but it sort of becomes a new thing at the same time. And it is a little bit eerie and it just feel a little bit tripped out. But I do remember when you mentioned that song, I was like, oh yeah, you showed me this music. And I listened to the song and it is kind of strange. It makes sense and it doesn't make sense at the same time. This is definitely one of the more interesting composers uh, mentioned as far as like, you know, he's not just making like cool catchy shit. It's a little bit strange. It's it's very, like, I remember listening to, listening to Buying Goods at Palmyra for the first time and listening to his other shit. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck is this? Like, the first thing I'm thinking of is just like, this This is hilariously bad. I don't know what this is. And then... And then I just kept listening, and I'm like, wow. This is... Like, the more I listened, the more it started to kind of make sense in my head. And the more it... I was just feeling like... I was feeling it, like, a lot. I was like, wow, this is... This is really interesting. Like, I really like the sound um i started like liking it all come together like i'm playing it right now in the, in the butt it's <laughs> it's so weird this man like 
it's so good at composing that he made two songs at the same time <laughs> and put them <Hey>. together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's essentially, that's essentially kind of what he's doing. And it, it's just so, yeah, he like fusion dance, but like he fucked up the fusion, so we're like listening to Veku right now. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, but like, it's chaos. Like I've seen someone describe, it's like, it, it's chaos at first. But then the more you, the more you listen to it, the more you kind of get used to that chaos. And then you kind of, you see that, you see the genius like through it all. And I'm like, man, this shit's so fucking like cool. Like, oh man, I went from hating it to like being like, this is some of my favorite game music I've ever heard. Word. Um, you can definitely describe that. To a yeah. Lot of and I would say Forever Kingdom. Uh, Forever Kingdom was a little more conventional, I'd say. Um, <laughs> but it was more conventional and like you hear a lot less of like he's playing two songs at the same time and more of like he's sampling a bunch of weird shit like a bunch of bunch of different shit yes he did make the music nas he made the music for adventures of cookie and cream i played it on the ds that shit is fire <laughs> that music the music in that game is so cool it's so weird um i i would definitely urge people you don't even have to play the games but like the games themselves are super weird too and super cool in their own way uh i would 100 percent recommend listening to evergrace's soundtrack and then listening to forever kingdom soundtrack because it's like it, it's just so weird it's so cool and i'll never be able to own them physically like the, the soundtrack because they just cost like so much now yeah um nas we're going back around to you okie dokie I want to talk about Raito. Yo. And you might not know who he is, but you know who he is. I know who he is. <laughs> you <laughs> know I know who he is. I don't recognize him by name, no. Have you ever played a, a little fighting game called Undernight? Undernight? You know what's so funny? I think I actually might have bought it and just not played it yet. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> But yeah, this man has done a whole I know, bunch I know, of I know what you were talking about, though. I, I remember because of uh, all the drama. A lot of very oh, sweaty oh. people were very angry about that game. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot <laughs> you would know about what happened with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It made me interested in it. Hey, but, you know, I'm not surprised. Though. It looks like it looks like a solid game. Like, that's, why I, that's why I probably bought it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he... Um, <clears throat> He did the Melty Blood soundtrack, and uh, I'm a huge Type Moon fan, so you know I have to stand everything that has Arquator and fucking Saber in it. Mm-hmm. So I gravitated to Melty <laughs> Blood in like high school. I want to say like ninth grade. Illegally downloaded that shit on Hell all the laptops. Yeah. How do you think I played it? <laughs> Damn, bro. bro, y'all keep talking about all these fucking torrents we did, bro. The internet police gonna come for us someday. It's gonna be a crime in like twenty years. <laughs> yeah. Everything you pirate, you get a year. <laughs> I'm going to jail for life, baby. You're going to jail for like millennia. Facts, bro. At least two hundred thousand years. But uh, yeah, we would play Melty Blood in high school, the back of history class, cause fuck history. That's white nigga real. <laughs> white nigga highlight real. <laughs> Bruh, I can't say you're wrong though. And I would pick Neko and like Of course. Remember the fucking you know the song that goes beep 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 beep? It's like yep, a car alarm yep. going off. It starts it starts like it's just like El Beeper, like at the start. Yeah. But and I would just I would oh, try I'm to pick that soundtrack. Bro, I'm going through the soundtrack right now and I literally clicked on the song. It's a 
GCV 2009. Yes, that song. <laughs> and it, that song made me like go into like uh, finding the rest of the soundtrack in the OST. And, like, yo, this shit is godly. That's it's so wild. minimalistic though, but it's godly. You know, you know what that? You know what song it did for me though? For what? that, it was fucking physical style. That's like the rap one. Oh, okay. That one, that one, I heard that and I'm like, yo, what is this? I'm like, ooh. And I kept going and you hear the, you hear the character select music. And like, Raito was on one making this fucking Raito soundtrack. Raito makes dude. some really catchy shit. But he, he'll like add a sample, add some drums, and they can switch up once. And then boom, there you go. So minimalistic, but it works. And, and he has so really different. He's some, and even just, just Melty Blood, he, he has like a bunch of different genres. Like you hear yeah. Basilica. You hear end of a thousand years, but then you also have rhythmical bustle and you have physical style. And then you have um was it uh was it Wab- Wabi Sabi brand new every day? Like fucking primitive. Yeah, it's primitive, all it's like a mixed metal, genre. Kinda. It, it's really weird, yeah. And then you and you've got like more like 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 pop like J pop style things with like Sakura Koy- Koyuta and um Blood Drain, things like that like a lot of if cool you see stuff. his process, he's all like, I think he's all doll with a little bit of midis. Mm-hmm. I've seen him use um, uh, Omni Sphere, I believe. Okay. So yeah, like. Yeah. And I then, think and my then you, favorite you're... track from this nigga though oh. is um, fuck, where is it? I was standing it all summer. Where is it? Fucking rhythmical bustle, modernism no. street. Modernism street. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and I and I found that song from a meme. <laughs> bro, I'll put that song in, in the in Oh the yes. Slot. Please oh, God. That shit. Bro, it's kinda it's nuts too. And then like if you see his if you see his um like his, his evolution into into Undernight and you're like yeah. okay, he just kinda <laughs> He took what he had with Melty Blood and was like, alright, let's like like fucking like turn it to 11 yeah and let's focus really on like did. a couple genres instead of like a lot yeah and like make some catchy ass shit mm-hmm. and i don't talk about undernight soundtrack a lot but i do love it yeah like, like i don't you play had, the game you had like a, that i i love the fucking you game had this fantastic remix of blood drain blood drain um, and um open war again open that's war one again. of my favorite yeah. remixes of all time fucking uh what's the name of um i forget the name of Merkava's song um, whatever it is, the name of Merkava's song is incredible. Um, yeah. Snow Sisters is really nice. Um, Beat Nest, Biakia, like that, like a lot of good stuff. Um, I amazing also, shit. also fucking Nanase's theme. I don't care what anyone says, bro. I love that theme. Nigga, Nightwalker? Nightwalker? Touch bro. and go. Oh my god. Straight for Sky like, High. The, yeah, the <laughs> The soundtrack's so good. Yeah, yo, dude, it's. I will say, I will say, overall, I do prefer Melty's soundtrack, but I think Undernight's highs are just as high as Melty's. Yeah, they they fulfill different needs for me. Like, if I want to listen to some super super hype, Mm -hmm. I will go to Undernight. But if I'm like, I just want to listen to something good, I will go to Melty Blood. Yeah, and I do love how he's like remastering like songs from it too, from Melty. Yeah. Yeah, he has like this fucking. He has this fucking like hour long. I'm looking at his, at his, at his YouTube channel right now. He like posted like a two hour, like an hour long, uh, fucking live thing. Yeah, I always see that. On, he's been cheesing 
<laughs> that's funny as hell. These are, it's definitely looks cool. how he sounds. Yeah. <laughs> you're, damn, you're right. You should see him when he's like when he's performing live and he just goes crazy, dude. Oh yeah, that's definitely. Oh, I didn't know this. I didn't know this OST was on a Spotify. I just had it on my uh, yeah my album solicitation. Surprisingly, yeah. Under I don't think the Melty is, isn't. Melty's isn't, but Undernight's is. Yeah, I think it's because yeah, I, I think it's because Melty's. I think it's because Melty was a was a Dojin game, so it was like kind of. It was kind of difficult, probably, to release stuff for that, like here. Yeah. Yeah, I was oh. trying to see, and uh, it doesn't have a physical, which uh, sucks because I would love to buy a physical or something like this. But I'll give it a listen, see if I like it. Maybe I'll make my own physical, some DIY shit. Also, didn't know, didn't know he was he did the uh, Legend of the Dark Witch music too. Apparently. That's good to know. Legend hey. of the Dark Witch is a fun game, and the music in that game is great. Hey. Yeah. So, he yeah. He the fucking Lucky Star remix album. <laughs> he was on there, yeah. No, they, like, there, there's a bunch of, like, a bunch of composers that have just been, like, doing a, a bunch of different shit and everything. Yeah. Oh, oh, I think he's he's done with the remat Melty Blood remastering now. Oh, okay. okay. That. That's good to know, yeah. Okay. It'll probably be on Spotify soon, then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know about that still, because like it's still a lot of like release stuff. Um, it could bank trust, trust, trust me, bro. Trust me, bro. Tightwoon about to re-release this shit with some good net code. Oh, did he? Did he also remaster? No, he just officially uploaded. Okay, no, he just officially uploaded all the music from uh, Undernight. Onto, yeah. Yeah, onto onto YouTube. Okay, that's good to know. All right, that's cool. That's cool. I really I really like that. And he's like. Man's like his composer main... goals, man. And he's like he the banged main out a whole OST by himself. He's the main composer for um for for French Bread in general. So anything they do, like you'll see. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Did he work on Dengeki Bunko? I don't. I don't think he did. Like I believe he worked music. on it, but I'm not. Hold up, actually. Yeah, he, we can check. We can check. <laughs> um, he didn't, but another composer on my list did, which is hilarious. Oh, okay. We'll get we'll get to that then. Yeah. Uh, Florencio though, like. What's your second? All right, so I didn't originally plan to like uh, do this. I figured for what would be a well, I didn't originally plan to name this composer, but I went and looked her up or looked up her works, and I think this is kind of a bit more the interesting set of works that I've seen from a composer this far. So, from Yoko Shimomura. Yeah, I was expecting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for Yoko Shimomura. Okay, so final fight. Yeah, Street Fighter Two. She used to be an old yeah. Capcom composer, and because I was thinking yeah. Yoko Shimomura, and I'm like, she went, she went from Capcom stuff to like Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's Super uh, Mario RPG. That's an upgrade. And uh, yeah, the ones, the ones that I remember the most though were uh, what she did for uh, the Mario and Luigi series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, which uh, those games that I played, and I am very high on those soundtracks as well. Maybe like my mind isn't being completely blown the entire the entire soundtrack away. I will say it does have my favorite, like well one of my favorite like it's up there battle themes of any RPG and has my favorite boss theme of any RPG. Like I just something about it gets me really really pumped. The two four time signature, you know, you only have two beats going back and forth back and forth, and just all of the you know the I don't know something about going from the clavinets to the horn section is just it hits every single time. Yeah, no, even I, even I, even this one is like is like really big for me. I like this one a lot. 
the, like, the, 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 song, the one that just came in it's like yeah. yeah i don't know she's 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 really big on just all the high energy things you know what i mean like if it's not like this like super rich sounding keyboard uh patch she's going in with the horn sections and it's just it, it i don't know it always gets Did me she pumped do, man she's, she's super big on making music it gets me pumped Did she do night of fate in kingdom hearts uh i can double check for you because uh, if she did, she's going to Kingdom Hearts 1. Kingdom Hearts 1, yeah. Oh, she did she work on Kingdom Hearts 1, but I oh, didn't see, uh, it doesn't say here what song she did. She did the music for Sweet Home, too. Hilarious. That's, that's I'm going to assume like, she did Night of Fate, because those, key, those keys go fucking crazy, bro. Yeah. I'm only saying, I'm only saying Sweet Home is because, like, Sweet Home, like, like, that's like a, it's an older game, definitely like an NES game, but I like the music in that. Wait, hold up, hold the fuck up. No way! Wait, she did the music on fucking Parasite Eve. She did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, Sweet Home and Parasite Eve. Or some that, games I did new, not know. Some games I did new, not yeah, know. She, she, did, <laughs> she did. She did work on Parasite Eve. Yeah, and she's part of like the whole crew of people from Square who did Tobal music. Yeah. Definitely. Like, oh my gosh! Like that's that's fucking wild. What the hell? Like, <laughs> Yeah, so her work with Nintendo IPs, and obviously you guys, I figured that you guys would be able to speak on the uh, Kingdom Hearts, what you like about those soundtracks, because I haven't really played that much Kingdom Hearts. Legend of Mana. They're so... Yeah. The thing with, like, the Kingdom Hearts soundtracks is, like, they feel... And the third birthday. They feel so... (laughs) 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 They feel so... I, I I don't know exactly what to call it, like... I would say they feel a lot more a lot more down like the standard line of of like a, like an RPG soundtrack like they feel very they feel very familiar in a way if that makes sense like they're going they're going to do all the tried and true things you can expect it, to yeah, hear but they're just yeah. really good at that they're yeah. really good at that and you have like certain things mm-hmm. like obviously the like legendary dear, dearly beloved like absolutely I, incredible you know what I will say about Kingdom Hearts I prefer her like crazy shit like Mm-hmm. Uh, like what's the what's the final boss or cage two? I don't fucking remember. <laughs> you, no, you remember? I don't remember the name. Hold no, up. I don't remember. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what you mean. Okay. Uh, two thousand seven. Hold on, I got you. Wait, no. Darkness of the unknown, like shit like yeah. that. Like I so I do crazy. appreciate like weirder shit too and everything, which is like which is interesting because you start like seeing like some of some of that weird shit like come from like other games like over time, like. Yeah. Like seeing her go from it games says, like, uh, like it says the favorites her her favorite composition she ever did was dearly beloved. Yeah, hey. I mean like I could believe it. Like uh, yeah, so she said that was the favorite one she I'm, ever did. Yeah, so that yeah, was I'm her. a real big fan of her battle themes. Their team struggle. Her battle themes yeah. are good. Yeah, there you go. Coming, coming like back the, to her battle themes. I like her I battle know, themes. I like yes. her battle themes. Weather Channel 2006 <laughs> Storm Alert theme. Damn. That one's <laughs> I gotta hold that one. Yeah, you can. No, if y'all didn't know, if y'all, if y'all, anyone listening doesn't know, bro, you should, you should look up the Weather Channel's 2006 Storm Alert theme. Just that should, that shit is just a, it's just a battle theme. She, she's got a discography though. Like, oh, I didn't she know made she the shit. She shit. made the music for yeah. She made the music for Live a Live or Live Alive. Live um, a Live. Which, yo, I'm gonna call Live a Live is funny as hell. Oh, uh, but Live a Live. I'm gonna call it shit. I'm just calling it Live a Live forever now. Live a Live is fucking incredible soundtrack, I think. Uh, Saiken Densetsu as well. Uh, Legend of Mana. I'm very surprised about Sweet Home. Like, that was that yeah. was the nuke. Yeah, Sweet Home that. is like weird. Well, if you, I mean, do you know Varth? Because she also made the music for Varth. 
Nah. Which was an old Capcom shooter. Captain Commando, she was on there. Um, I don't know if she 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 wasn't like the sole composer for a lot of these, but like, there's still like a lot that like, wow, she worked on that. She worked on that. Like that's crazy. I feel like it seems Galaxy. like from her little trademark kind of style, we can mostly guess which songs she probably had the uh, you know yeah. probably involved herself on. Of course, she was part of the poppin' poppin' music. <laughs> um, really? a lot of people as as well as. She was on the Mush Mushihime-sama stuff as well. I forgot who we just mentioned. Yeah, oh! Yeah, and isn't it kind of, of fitting that she would make all these battle themes after, like, getting her start, like, working on Street Fighter 2? Well, well, not you know her, like, I, complete you know start, but, realized, but, you know. You know what I realized, too? Of course. She, I forgot. She was also on Xenoblade Chronicles. Oh, shit. Like, yeah, she, I forgot. She, she, kinda, she was reaching out, like, a bunch of non-square things, like Xenoblade Chronicles, uh, Last Ranker, yeah, Radio, she was, she was Radio part of the scene for that for that game. Radiant Historia, um, fucking, I'm looking through, uh, some of her, like, later stuff. Oh, yeah, of course she was on FF15, like. So she did the majority of Street Fighter 2. She, yeah, she did a lot of Street Fighter, like, a Holy lot of, like, the, a lot of the classic stuff that we remember from Street oh, wait, Fighter 2. Oh, wait, that means she did, like, Kyle's theme and shit. Let me just Let's double go. check if it was Guile's yeah, theme. Yeah, she did. It says Guile's theme. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's nuts, like, how much Holy she actually shit. did. Like, she, she is, like, it's just crazy to, like, think about that she did both Street Fighter and Kingdom Hearts, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, all of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, the same and, person and who the, made, and same all person the, all the Mario RPGs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, she's definitely a type of person, because you see, um, you'll see a lot of composers uh, will kind of stick to, like, their genre a little, which isn't a bad thing at all. It's just, like, they, they stick to, like, what they're really good at, you know what I mean? And... And seeing her like just be like she's from this legendary, absolutely landmark video game of, of in history, and she's on this other landmark video game in history, and this other landmark video game in history. <laughs> and I feel like her work at Capcom is what got her to Square, and her work at Square is what got her literally everything else. Like it's crazy. I love I love you. Yeah. I was very For happy that, like that like she she's getting mentioned today. It, it's it's crazy that the, the reason I mentioned her though is like one of her more like forgotten games is because I looked up to who composed Superstar Saga. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah. So shouts out to her. Uh, yeah. What do you call it for for all those for all those high energy, lovely uh, what do you call it? Uh, brass sections and even like uh, Nas was saying the uh, crazy little piano riffs yeah. that she composed. So shouts out to her. For, I don't know. Put put in the put in the put in a little pep in our steps when we play some games. Some of these games. Alright, are we moving to mine then? Yeah, I guess so. Alright, I gotta mention, of course, cause like, people people know I'm a big fucking... I'm a big mark for Chrono Trigger, okay? So obviously, I gotta mm. mention... I gotta mention the boy, Yasunori Mitsuda. Um... Who not only, not only made music for Chrono Trigger, mind you. Um... But... But he also made music for Chrono Cross, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah. Look, okay, we can talk about Chrono Cross. However, I can shit on Cr Chrono Cross. However much I no, want. No, no, hey, I will, bro. I was about I will to tell you, never, like, you know, I will you know never. There's a bunch of people that. that genuinely believe like Chrono Cross is the better game. I mean, legitimately, like I think there's a lot of things Chrono Cross. Like I, I think Chrono Cross is definitely overhated. <laughs> um, as someone who overhates Chrono Cross, it's def, it's definitely overhated. At the same, uh, okay. at the same time, at the same time, like 
while I don't like the game that much, holy shit, is that soundtrack incredible. Like, absolutely incredible. Um, no doubt. Um, just absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the the whole theme kind of connecting, like, most of the main themes in that soundtrack together, just his use of, like, non-diatonic harmony. Like, mm. basically, he puts chords to get, to put that in, like, like you know, regular people's language. Yeah. It's like he puts chords together that it's like they shouldn't work together. Like, there's no like theory connecting it together but they still do you know he, he says and all this so, process too he's like i just kind of like play shit on the piano until oh, things sound like they work and like yeah he's, yeah. he's like so very minimalistic like like a lot of a lot of stuff he, he does like is very minimalistic and stuff so. yeah so he that kind of reflects his soul sacrifice yeah he he i don't know if he did the whole thing, did he do the whole thing? i believe he did it with another person oh okay oh, okay, okay. Um, but he's like he was of course like everyone there were so many different square composers that worked on Tobal number one <laughs> like Junior Nakano Yoko Shimomura Mitsuda fucking Hamazu like Matsueda like everyone was on this fucking thing too <laughs> just a dream team dream team yeah. jazz for that dream um, outside of like some of his like square mainstays like I mean there's other like things he did like Xeno Saga he was on like we we're talking about that Zeno Zeno Saga Zeno, Zeno Gears, um, mm-hmm. a game like not many people talk about, but he was on a uh, Sogunai, um, which uh, that was it's an RPG on the PS2, like came out like 2001 or something. It was pretty early, um, but but that game soundtrack got like remastered later into something. It was like I like Sinuit or something. I forget exactly what it's called, but it's on Spotify. And I found that, and that's what made me start thinking about Mitsuda again. And like, that soundtrack is like, I feel like I've played this game. Like, you know, when you listen to a soundtrack, and you're like, damn, I feel like I'm, I played the game. <laughs> like, it's so incredible sounding. Yeah. Um, and that's what it, I mean. That's what it feels like whenever I listen to Chrono Trigger. Where it's like every time I listen to the music, I, I can remember distinctly, like clearly, this like when I was listening to this. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just uh, I mean, it's always it's always it's definitely goaded when like if you ever make a thread on any sort of music discussion like board or page or group, if you mention video games and music, it's literally like one of the first five games to get mentioned every single time. Yeah, like Chrono Trigger is up there with it when it comes to its critical acclaim as far as OSTs are concerned in video games. It's it's really really up there. It's like very it's well. It's one of the only games I don't mind being like I don't mind people like sucking its dick. Because you know it's good. Yeah, it's it's good and the music's really good. <laughs> I think the, I think one interesting thing, like the way you say, like people talk about, like, and people always remember music. And I feel like for games, like music's kind of like you know how smell is like directly tied with your memory and shit like that. Like I feel like I feel like music is incredibly like important in like remembering things. Like your game can yeah, have like forgettable music, yeah, yeah. and that's understandable. Yeah. But it's like. It's I why like, people like Sonic games. Yeah, like people, people still like, <laughs> like people will always like. I'll never hear someone make fun of make fun of the Sonic soundtracks because they're just even me. Where I'm like, damn, I made fun of these games for years. I listen to this music and I'm like, what the fuck have I been doing? Like this music yeah. so good. Like, but like I I listen to man, I listen to Chrono Trigger's music. Like I'm listening to this song right now, and I believe this is the this is the um. I think this is like the last, like, like one of the last, like, pushes near the end. Like, this is um, what what song is playing right now? Uh, too, too far, too far away times is the name of the song. Mm-hmm. 
and it is like like listen to this i'm kind of getting like a tear in my eye a little Oh yeah, also, uh, what do you call it, I just remembered because I was gonna try to confirm whether or not he did this on the soundtrack, but he has a, um, I forgot exactly what the word is, I would have to Google it, but there's a word for when you use the same sound effect or the same motif across multiple songs in the same project. Uh, leap motif? That is also, that is also featured the... Do, 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 do. That's yeah. used on like, yep. almost every other song on the soundtrack, yeah, so there's a word for that. Uh, when you use the same motif across multiple songs, and it's kind of nice how he interweaves that into uh, the compos the uh, compositions. It's like he knew it was good the first time, and it's yeah. just as good like the twelfth time. But obviously, it's in a different context each time. You don't get sick of it, and it just gives everything the same kind of it ties everything together. A couple other like projects that he worked on that are like wow, like that that's interesting. Like he was on the fucking he he he's done all the Chrono Trigger like like anything Chrono related pretty much. So like he did Chrono Trigger, he did Chrono Cross. He also did, and we we're talking about it in like the in in like the um uh in in like the group chat. Uh, he did the music for Radical Dreamers as well, which is the um the fucking um Satellaview like Japan only like Chrono Trigger sequel. It's super weird. And if oh. and if people don't know about Satellaview, to keep it short and simple, it was the an archaic '90s version of, say, like PlayStation Now or Game Pass, except the games were you could only play them for a limited time. You like, would, like I think it was, they would shoot like, were, satellite thing. Like, yeah, from the satellite thing, you were downloading the games from this satellite like like add-on, and they were only available for about two weeks at a time. And you could also download DLC for certain games. Like I think they had a so they had some Teleview levels for Mario Kart, yeah. I believe. Um, uh, the Genesis had had a similar thing as well, um, and they both kind of sucked. <laughs> But like back yeah, then, they could, it's not I mean, like they could come on. Really it's, 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 it's game streaming in the '90s for Christ's yeah. It's kind of it's very impressive. Um, but it's like it's cool. Like one of like his first big big game that he did was Romancing Saga Two, which holy shit, that game is like like huge. That game that game had some great music as well. Um, but then it's crazy because he went from Romancing Saga Two to Chrono Trigger, <laughs> and it's just like. Like, oh, there's a lot of very, very good things about Chrono Trigger already. But I think the music is probably the thing that tied everything together into the package yeah. that it was. Like, it's 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 an understatement to say, to say how important Chrono Trigger's soundtrack was. Like, it's it's so incredible to it. Um, and other other games he did stuff for, uh, he was on the the Shadow Hearts soundtrack. That sounds familiar. Um, yeah, Shadow Hearts was a PS2 RPG. Um, it, it's, I don't know if you remember playing it at all, but like it was one of the first games to have like the, it had like a big fucking like like timing wheel to like do your attacks and you get like the you can hit like the crit thing like it. Shadow Hearts was a very interesting game. I really like Shadow Hearts, but like, it's one of those games kind of like Threads of Fate where I've never met someone in person who's played it, but I see it talked about like more often than I think it like i'd expect uh for being oh, like a 2001 kind of it must have been like damn near a launch title it was it's really good like i played it you know how i always tell the story about like punish johan saga which i will get to on this podcast at some point um this was one of the games i played during that time as well um and it's really like shadow hearts is definitely worth playing if you got a ps2 around 
Super Word. good. And <laughs> another hidden gem he did. Uh, he did music for two bi uh, two Biohazard 2, otherwise known as uh, Resident Evil 2, uh, drama CDs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know why but like but he did he did music for both of them it was one for um, uh the young runaway Sherry and the other Ada the spy is alive <laughs> So I thought the I, just I wonder thought what that conversation was like hey you want to do music for these uh unknown drama CDs I mean he just kind of does things dude I mean what do you mean unknown wait this was this is 1999 bro Oh yeah, you're right. Resident Evil Two had <laughs> just come out like a year ago. Unknown to us. Unknown to us. Japan is like regular as hell. Wait, nigga, no. Oh, drama CDs, you mean? Yeah, okay. drama CDs. Okay, because I was like, bro, not, not the game, Evil, bro. Resident Evil was going crazy. I don't know. I, I don't know I, a single weed that has a drama CD. I swear. Well, that's because they're never in English. <laughs> um, exactly. I could believe that if they if they released like translated drama CDs here, that shit would like pop off. And this was like oh, Resident no. Evil Two. Where this is Resident Evil Two. Where where the voice acting was actually good in Resident Evil 2. Depends so, on how you translate it. Like you want like to English or have the translation by the side. Like there's a book with a translation. <laughs> <laughs> they're reading the they're reading the fucking like machine translation right next to them. That's crazy. That would be dope. You get a you get a spoony bard thrown in there because it's like it's the nineties, so bad translations. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Nah, so what do you got for your for your uh, last of your like picks? This one was obvious. Obvious. Well, it's Sonic oh, oh yeah, you haven't said it. Of course, I. Nafumi Hataya. I don't know how to pronounce oh. that shit. Never mind. I thought you were gonna talk about talking about the big boy June. June. Yeah, June Sonoda. I, I wish. Did he, did he also write most of those themes? I thought he was just a guitar player on the on the works. I think he wrote most of his shit. That would make sense. That would make sense then. But yeah, um. The main dude, main dude for Sonic 1 and Sonic CD. Mm -hmm. He composed most of the shit you love. I think he did Green Hill Zone. What was his that. name again? Oh, no, yeah. Fumi you know what? Hataya. I don't know. A big reason it. why his his, uh, his soundtracks have the sound that they do is apparently he's actually a 50 times platinum selling artist with his band in Japan. What so, he was responsible <laughs> for a bunch of, yeah, he was responsible for a bunch of city pop hits in the 80s, and that makes that's sense. why you can, yeah, you can hear it, you can hear the pop music, like, the pop music, uh, what, what kind of word would I, would I use, um, like, the experience, like, the, um, the yeah. tricks, you know, you can hear it in his music, yeah, so, yeah, he's apparently a big platinum artist in Japan with his band, uh, yeah. and so he was the perfect composer to make a bunch of catchy video game music, perfect guy for the job in that sense. He made... The Sonic CD Japanese soundtrack. Yeah, hilariously enough, he's saying he's a uh, he was a graduate of Rikyo University, though he though he did not want a career in music. He was looking to improve his skills, so he looked for a job. It'd be like that. <laughs> Man, and you know what? Uh, he um he didn't miss during that time, man. Mm, not at all, man, dude. Not at all. The, yeah. Like his, oh, his compositions are fucking. Shit, he was doing stuff on Bur on Burning Rangers as well. Layered. Oh, he was just doing he was just doing general Sega stuff. Yeah, he's on Samba de Amigo. He was on he was on Burning Rangers Knights. Oh, like, Samba de Amigo, that's nice. He's on Golden Axe yeah. Two, Sonic yeah. Two, uh, Ristar. <laughs> of course, Ristar's fire though. Ristar's <laughs> so good. 
Like that's wild. Like I, I didn't yeah, know some of the games. I thought he was you. You were just saying Sonic, so I was like, okay, yeah, he's just Sonic. And I'm like, oh no, he's no, he's on a lot of shit. He's just some Yakuza stuff too. Oh, you see that? That kind of makes sense to me. Um, I'm just thinking, like he's one of the Sonic composers that's super underrated. Like everybody knows Jun Suno. Yeah. But like nobody really talks about this guy. I feel like. Which is crazy, cause like if you're saying he was like yeah. Sonic One, like Sonic One, look, I might have been mega tilted playing Sonic One. You saw me live playing that shit, and I hated it. Yeah. But I pushed forward because that music is fire. Like the, everything about it looked fire. Like it was super cool. Every, every everything else. That music is like legendary. It's almost like I wouldn't say it's Koji Koji Kondo levels, but it's like. If there was like one step under that, he'd be right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I actually might have lied. I think he only did Sonic 2. I can't find it. I mean, that would still be pretty good. Hold up. <laughs> Trying to find some definitive shit. I got you. Hold on, hold on. Nafumi Hataya. Um, I'm looking right now because he, um, he did he did all the night stuff. I don't think he was on. He did like a big remix thing for Sonic for Sonic 1. That was it. I think the first big thing he was doing for Sega was um, was it Sega Rally Championship? Yo, yo, that shit's fire though. That is fire. <laughs> he did, yeah, he did the burning. He did stuff on Burning Rangers. Um, fucking Space Channel Five. He was on that, like Samba de Amigo. So he was, he was kind of there once Sega started doing a bunch of weirder shit. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. out there shit. Like out, like that's I, I, I'm liking that. Like that's really cool. Yeah, so he might okay, so he wasn't on the original Sonic stuff, but he was like he was like right there kind of. He did oh man, he did music for the, He he did Astro Boy music. That shit was pretty good. Um yeah, he he's just kinda going going around um in general. Uh what was his most recent thing? Let me see. I think forces probably. Uh yeah, his most recent like like game was was Forces. Uh, other than some like re releases and remix stuff. Uh yeah, that's that's fucking that's sick, dude. Yeah, dog. Like if you have to listen to his shit. Yeah, well, it's it's funny because I have listened to a lot. Of no, 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 no. I mean, I like, never thought of it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's it's like it's crazy because like there's some of these composers you guys have brought up where I'm like, oh yeah, like I. Like I've listened to a bunch of this stuff already, and that's and I see you were talking about Dengeki Bunko, yeah, because he was on that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I guess because technically Green Hills in there. Um, he made like this melody here. That's oh, really weird. Really, you no, know, doesn't even matter. I think it's because it's published by Sega, so like they kind of did some work in there. Yeah, they're like, yo, get to working, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> um. Damn. Uh, I want to see his contributions to um, Sonic Colors because I know he did. He was on there. Mm -hmm. I know his contribution to Knights. His Knights shit is so energetic. Like, if I could, if I could, describe yeah, we're listening to it right now. Super energetic. Oh, oh, we are. Let's go. I've been playing it. Yeah. I have the bot muted because that shit's distracting. That's wild. I'm. Yep. I'm sorry. I'm racist <clears throat> against the bots. Oh, it's okay. Don't worry. Damn, I'm, bro, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put the, the music in there anyway. It's okay. Um. Should we move on to uh move on to Florencio's last thing? Yeah, let's go. Florencio, bro. hit us with yeah. it, bro. Technically, technically I got two more, but here's the thing. I talked about the last one with both of you, so it'd be mm -hmm. like 
I'd probably save it to be like our closer or something. Yeah, I assume it's Mega guy, <laughs> Yeah, it is. Yeah, Mega. okay, we'll save it for so later. The third guy, the third guy for me is probably gonna be Akira Yamaoka, man, because oh, I feel like shit. he's a little bit out there and everybody forgets him because he doesn't make like, you know, yeah, because he's not making like this super like crazy, catchy, high energy, or, like beautiful, teary, romantic type stuff or not like really romantic but, you know something that's like kind of like like tearjerker type stuff no mm -hmm. no like like it's just that you know i mean like that's technically that's who we like remember the most are those composers you know i There's mean some of the silent it. hill music kind of gets me like that <laughs> i was about to say i don't know no, 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 it can, like that? It can. there are there are some there are some of the songs in there that uh that that is more of like that but for for what i think the majority of the work at least in the middle parts of, of his games mm -hmm. is good use of you know silence like no pun intended just like how he can keep everything quiet his use of uh in like uh these very like industrial sounding sounds to kind of make you really uncomfortable especially in the first game the mm -hmm. first game was a lot of like you know like he was recording like drills and like running them through like distortions and things like that you know to yeah create all these like unsettling sounds but there's like a certain rhythm to it at the same time you know it still feels like musical it's not just kind of like him just like throwing a bunch of sounds that are uncomfortable together, you know? There's I like mean, a little bit more to it. Some that. of the games he was on before, <clears throat> like, it's super interesting. He's on La Compil, which is La, La Compil, which is a fucking... I don't even remember what type of game this is. This is just like, it was like a compilation of a bunch of different stuff, like like remixes and stuff like that. Um, he was on, um, he was an arranger on Symphony of the Night as well. And then, bam. You won't even, okay. The same year, the Silent Hill sound, the Silent Hill came out, and the Silent Hill soundtrack made all that. He also really had music on DDR Third Mix. <laughs> oh man! So he, I don't think you guys understand, bro. It's he, full circle. He, he's on multiple, so he's part of Konami. He's on multiple releases. He's on, I think every, every Beatmania mix since Fourth Style. Um, from fourth style all the way up until I think. Let me see what's what's it here. Uh, all the way until seven, like seventeen. Serious. That like he he made music for Beat Mania for like over over ten, oh, over eleven years, <laughs> like ten years. Like this man was all over the place. Bro, it came. Yeah. So I, guess that kind of shows that... <laughs> so I guess that's a you know i guess that show that he he is a little bit more uh like versatile than you might think but I, what i also like is that you know a little bit of the direction changes uh, in, in each one of the main the main three silent hill games i mean the fourth silent hill game is still made by the same creators you know so technically there were four like real silent hill games i count it as a real silent hill game because it was the same team like the same guys working on the game uh it just didn't have it didn't follow like the same lore and everything so that's why it's kind of considered like you know the the rare one out of the, that bunch but you know the first game with all the crazy uh distorted industrial sounds and then the second game just like kind of attacks that very like that eerie feeling with these like very like layered kind of well they're layered in their effects right but like these like shoegazy almost influence like synth sounds 
like coming in and out all these synth samples and it just sounds like super ambient it makes you feel super you know it's like super cold sounding yeah. you know and it fits really well right with all the mist and everything like that you know it really gives you the sense of space and um so that was like more his approach for the second game and then the third game you know he went for a very like you know uh, a bit more of like a grungy approach a lot more like guitar riffs going on and you know like break beats and things like that setting the just, mood you know, you know yeah, yeah, setting the mood, yeah, and you know, like, that's a task, that's a task that, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm sure a few of the other composers can find a way to do it, but it's kind of funny how he's kind of carved himself this niche, you know, like, also becoming, uh, getting other jobs, like being the music director on Lollipop Chainsaw. For all these games, they're going to have kind of like these, you know, like, like, uh, some sort of, like, grotesque, like, gory imagery, especially the third game, the third Silent Hill game is, like, the one that's really, like, you know, just red, it's red everywhere. Uh like compared to the other two games and uh even his uh use of uh every once in a while you know he has the tracks that are a little bit more calmer you know like that kind of come in after the crazy stuff happens to help contrast for when more you know like a crazy wild and psychological horror type thing elements are going yeah. to come into the game so you know i feel like yeah i feel like he um I feel like, yeah, he, he's really unique and he was tasked to do something that, you know, like very few game composers are tasked to do. Uh, kind of like what Nas said, just, yeah, like setting the mood for, you know, like whether it's like supposed to be eerie, straight up terrifying, or make you really, really, really uncomfortable. He just kind of has like a, he has like his own like little knack for that. And I think that, um, you know, for all like horror game fans, like hold him in high regard. And um, but yeah, any, any anybody who's a, what do you call it, a, who just... Um, Anybody who just likes like Silent Hill and even the people that just I don't know because I even I was even looking through a few of the YouTube comments like some people were like oh I never played this game but wow you know I really enjoy this uh, I really enjoy this soundtrack so yeah shout out to him for making the spooky shit man you know like yeah and he worked on a bunch of a yeah. bunch of other games like, over the years too like he was on <laughs> he was on the Winning Eleven original soundtrack yo like there's a bunch of Konami games here that are on here like like Winning Eleven which. For, bro konami's soccer games like in the in like the mid 2000s had some of some of the sickest music i've ever heard in video games like seriously like like that music's incredible gus is gonna like like i'm gonna tell gus to listen to this fucking podcast episode because like holy shit um are you gonna and, break his kneecaps too oh of course he Sorry, bro, bro he made music for rumble roses fucking <laughs> Uh, he was on, like, like I said, he was on a bunch of Bemini games, Poppin', Beatmania, um, DDR, um, and he oh, was wow. making- he also worked on No More Heroes too. Yep, yep, he also worked on Shadow, Shadows of the Damned. Um, I believe he was, yeah, he's the main composer. He, he's like, he's the composer for Shadows of the Damned. Um, Odomodius as well, like, like, some, he got some shmups in there. Like, he, he did a couple remixes on the Persona 4, uh, dancing. Hilarious. And you know what? He was also he was also part of the team that made the music for Flying Lotus's fucking movie. That's wild. Okay, that's probably the greatest thing I heard today. Holy that's like like like, like yo like like yeah we have the, the, the other shit. people that worked on this soundtrack. Look, the other people that worked on the soundtrack was obviously Flylo himself, Aphex Twin, and Thundercat. What a fucking weird combination. So yeah. so they brought they brought Apex Twin, you know, Mr. Selected Ambient Works. I know he's like famous for a bunch of his other ones, but you know, like the Synth God and the okay. you know himself wanted, Apex Twin. Do you want another weird, weird thing? 
Akira Yamaoka worked on the fucking World of Tanks soundtrack? Let's go! <laughs> Let's go! Let's what was go. he? What's he even doing there? I'm so confused. Oh, he he also he also composed a song from uh, Persona 4 Dancing. Well, yeah, yeah, he he was on that. Um, and fucking Chunitham. Oh my god, he was on so many rhythm games, and the Silver Case, as well as the Twenty Fifth Ward, which are both. Yeah, so also when he's when he's not when he's not making so what you thing is you want a Silent Hill rhythm game. Uh, what I'm saying is I want a Silent Hill rhythm game, just awesome. like the Kingdom Hearts yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, that bet. Like so Pyramid Head is just clapping some bitch, so like... Yeah. <laughs> oh god, oh god. Way, well, to, way, to, way to twist another knife into Here's, here's the real stuff. question. Are we gonna have another episode of this at some point? I think? We're gonna have to. Okay. Do yeah. I use do I use a, a Japanese composer right now or bring in a Western composer? Because because we don't have a Western composer. Let's change it up. Let's bring someone from, from so, you know, out. Let's make so, no, no. Okay, so I was tempted, but because, because I'm the only one who'll probably mention this, um, I'm, I, I'm gonna have to bring up the boy Darren Korb, um, from Super Giant Games. Darren Korb, he, he's made he made games for uh, he made music for uh, for Bastion, Transistor, Pyre, and Hades, all of their games, and it's. His music, I will say, is like 70% of why I like the game. <laughs> um, I think they're all incredible games, near near perfect games. And the music is kind of the biggest thing for me for for everything. It's 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 insane how good his music is, how good his music is consistently. Um fantastic use of the singers as well. Um, like it's just these game, the music in these games do such an incredible job, just kind of making the entire world like alive. Yeah, like I can't um, speak for the other games, but for um, Transistor, yeah, yeah. Definitely. you played like what an hour of Transistor, and you were yeah. like, "Holy shit, what is <laughs> like what's going on?" Yeah. Um, I they're all short except for Hades, which is obviously like it's obviously like a like a roguelike. Um, I highly, highly recommend playing these games and just listen to the music, just walk around, like, just fucking, like, take in, like, in the same, in the same way that these games are beautiful to look at, like, they're beautiful to just listen to, like, oh my gosh, like, I, so I hadn't played the games in a while, right, I hadn't played any, any of the Supergiant games in a while, uh, I played Transistor around when it came out. I played I played uh, Bastion a couple years after it came out, but like still. Um, but I got to play Hades for the first time like a week ago, right? Like a week and a half ago. And I was like, damn, this music's probably gonna be really good. And I and what did I know? The music was incredible. <laughs> um, and he does a really good job. Like his style is very recognizable between each game, but but like the environments of each game and like the tone of each game it stayed like stays consistent for the game like bastion sounds like it's in the bastion world transistor um is a lot more electronic a lot more like like a, there's a little more like it's a little more modern to it uh hades kind of has that like kind of has like older like 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 twang to it I wish I had better. I wish I had better like musical turns, but I feel like you know what I mean with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
he hasn't been like on a ton of games, but he's just got there's just so much shit, dude. It's so incredible. I I really don't have much else to say, honestly. I mean, that's a good way to end it on. That's a good one to end it on. So yeah, like I I, I just highly recommend like even if you've never played the games, just just pop in one of the soundtracks for for one of the games. They're just all yeah. good. Um, so because we do got to mention a couple that I feel like are pretty common between between all of us. Um, I mean Nobuo Uematsu, bro. He's the do you want to do you want to do that or do you want to split the episode up? Hmm. I don't know. Cause no, no, I think we could we could talk a little. We only even talked for like an hour. Um, Nobuo Uematsu. I have to go. Oh, you gotta go. Oh, you know what? You know what? Then? You know what? Then? You know what? Then? Let's save it for let's save it for the next episode. You know what? Next time, let's come back with three more each, and then just talk about some or two more each, and talk about some some bigger dudes. All right, bet. definitely. All right, all right. But, all well, right. So due to some inconvenience, because Nas has shit to do, we are going to. I didn't know I had shit to do. I had shit because because Nas didn't know he had shit to do. We gotta wrap it up today, fellas. So <laughs> it's been your boys, Johan, Florencio, and Nasir. Crazy. Damn, he's Crazy. about to dox him again. Crazy. <laughs> this is. Has been the Mad Therapy Podcast. We will be back eventually for the second part. Yeah, I hope you like video games and I hope you like music because we still have a bunch of video game music. Yeah, it's gonna be volume. Come back from volume, volume ten. This is volume nine right now. We're finally reaching the double digits, bro. We're almost at double digits, but like you know, first I gotta actually upload volume eight. Don't worry about that. Crazy. No, oh, it's great. No, it's okay. It's okay. Well, uh, we'll see y'all next time. We're gonna continue this. Right. I mean, if any, if I get this episode up and y'all listen to it before before we record the next one, like fucking send send us some like composers. Like I'd love to just like see people talk about like stuff. Yeah. In general. Alright. Well, we're gonna end it on that. See y'all. See y'all. I love you, Severo. Yeah. <laughs> he had to get it in there. <laughs> You had to sneak that one in there.